Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 399. Good God, I exclaimed, covering my mouth with one hand. Is that a dragon? I pointed to a huge stuffed crocodile that hung from one of the ceiling beams. You have to understand, some arcanists are more territorial than sharks, especially those who have managed to acquire luxurious court positions such as this. I had no idea how Codicus might react to a young arcanist in training arriving in his territory, so I decided it was safer to play the part of a pleasantly dim, non-threatening lordling. Codicus closed the door behind me, chuckling. No, it's an alligator. Quite harmless, I assure you. It gave me a bit of a start, I said. What is the use of such a thing? Honestly? He looked up at it. I don't rightly know. It belonged to the arcanist who lived here before me. It seemed a shame to throw it away. Impressive specimen, don't you think? I gave it a nervous look. Quite. What is this business you mentioned? He gestured to a large cushioned chair and settled himself into a similar chair across from me. I'm afraid I only have a few minutes before I will be otherwise occupied. Until then, my time is yours, he trailed off questioningly. I could see he knew quite well who I was, the mysterious young man the mayor had been meeting with. I guessed he was eager as the rest to find out why I was in Severin. Quoth, I said. Actually, the mayor's medicine is half my business. I saw a faint, irritated line appear between his eyebrows and hurried to correct whatever he might be thinking. Uh, I was speaking with the mayor earlier. I gave the barest pause, as if I was unreasonably proud of this, and he asked me if I might bring him his medicine after I'd finished speaking with you. The line disappeared. Certainly, Codicus said easily. It would save me at the trip to his rooms. But what is the matter you wish to speak about? Well, I leaned forward excitedly. I'm doing research into the histories of the noble families in Vintus. I'm thinking of writing a book, you see. A genealogy? I saw boredom begin to fog his eyes. Oh no, there are genealogies aplenty. I was thinking of a collection of stories related to the great families. I was rather proud of this lie. Not only did it, did it explain my curiosity about Mellowin's family, it gave a reason for why I was spending so much time with the mayor. History tends to be rather dry, but everyone enjoys a story. Codicus nodded to himself. Clever idea. That could be an interesting book. I'll be writing a brief historical preface for each family as an introduction to the end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And as I'm sure we've all noticed, uh, Quoth pegs the creature as a crocodile, but Codicus calls it an alligator. Does this suggest that Codicus is a fraud? No, I think it suggests that Quoth is playing dumb. Yeah, that's what I, I understand. Quoth, I think Quoth knows it's an alligator. He says crocodile. No, no, so no, 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 no. Quoth says crocodile. No, he says it to us. He says it to the to the readers. He says it's a crocodile as the narrator. He says it's a dragon to Codicus. Oh. So are we to take it that Quoth has correctly identified that this is a crocodile, not an alligator, and that yes. Codicus is is a dope? Yes, you're right. That's correct. All right, good. Also, just not being able to tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile might not be a thing that he needs to know in order to be good at his job. So it doesn't necessarily. Ah, uh, but Quoth knows everything. <laughs> you know what? I think it is. I think if your your job is to be a professional smart person, which is the job of an arcanist, then you should know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. A thing that every second grader in in uh, North America probably knows. <laughs> Listeners, write it and tell us if you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile without looking yeah. it up. 
Because I, I don't. One of them has like a teeth difference. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So alligators. Size thing. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> alligators have a U-shaped head. Uh, and they have their teeth only protrude, their top teeth protrude from their mouths, but their bottom teeth don't. Crocodiles have a triangular shaped head and their bottom and top teeth both protrude from their mouths when their mouths are shut. That's how you tell the difference. No, they have a U-shaped head. No. Yeah, no Jeremy, you. a U-shaped head. No, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, alligators are only really found in North America and crocodiles are found basically everywhere else. So that's another difference. All right. Well, that was not something I learned in second grade. And I think it's totally respectable that he not know the difference. Uh, another piece of potential evidence that we have is that there has been a lot of, there has, there was a prior Arcanist not so long ago. There was an Arcanist here prior to Codicus and he hasn't bothered to redecorate. He might've redecorated other things. He just didn't want to throw that thing out because it seemed a shame because it's such a magnificent specimen. Maybe. I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if like, if this is a sign that there's been some turnover. Well, we know that Codicus has been here a while though. Don't we? Didn't he say that he's been here a while? Maybe I'm thinking of Stapes. No, I thought Cod- I thought they th- I thought they'd said that Codicus had been here for like twelve years. Definitely enough years for the the mayor to have this long running illness, right? Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's been at the mayor's court for a while, which is why he's territorial. He's kind of he's found himself a cushy position, and I I like the i the trope. Because it is a trope, but it's a trope that I like. The idea that like fantasy wizards have set themselves up to be in positions as like advisors to powerful kings, and they're very territorial about the like, the, the positions that they've claimed. That's a, yeah, like that's an idea that I've seen in other fantasy works, and I always love it. The idea that like wizards have this very like competitive, ruthless relationship with each other, where like they're not. They're not like necessarily all chummy with their colleagues because every colleague is a potential rival for their power in some way. I think that's a good engine for drama in a story. It also doesn't feel, despite the fact that we see it everywhere, it doesn't feel overused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a knowing of application of the trope. Yeah. Totally. Uh, of the like scheme, the scheming wizard in the tower. I think the alligator hanging from the ceiling is also a bit of a, a tropey uh, iconography. Maybe he uses um, it to keep time. Anyone? Oh, Get out. yeah. Tick tock goes the crock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Get out. But yeah, I think, I, I think that like the evil wizard scheming behind the, the Lord's back, secretly poisoning him. It, this is why I think Codicus might be a patsy. Um, because that's a because, trope. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and it is worth noting that, like, you weren't here on the previous page, but Quoth describes Codicus's chambers as, like, being a mini-university, which does have the feeling of, like, an evil magician's lair with all kinds of weird, arcane gobbledygook in the background. I don't know. It's not weird, arcane gobbledygook if you know what it's for. Well, yeah, exactly. But if you don't, like me, if you're a superstitious peasant like me, you see some weird glass stuff and some like skulls and a stuffed animal. You go, oh, this is the lair of a monster. Okay. We have the benefit of Quoth being a narrator who does know what all this stuff is for and knows that it's more or less harmless. 
it, it has the trappings of stuff that we've seen in other stories where it's framed as like, these are the things that are in the place to let us know the audience know that this is a place of, of evil. No great deeds are commemorated here. What is here is, is harmful, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So Jeremy's on team Codicus has, it has an evil lair and Nick is on team Codicus is a patsy. Nick, can you elaborate a little bit more about what it is that makes Codicus a patsy? Oh, I just, I just have a suspicion that him being the culprit of the poisoning and then conveniently killed off screen is awfully neat. Um, I don't think there's a ton of evidence to the contrary, but I just think it's, it's quite neat. I think so that someone it, else could be behind it. They could still be out and about in the world doing nefarious deeds. So, yeah, exactly. And as, as I think I mentioned on an episode that by the time you, the listener, uh, listen to, uh, you will have heard, I think that uh, Mello and Lackless is a likely culprit, but you know, it's all just hearsay for now. But I strongly feel that Codicus just like doing poisoning with apparently no motive uh, and then getting killed off screen is an awfully neat way to tie up that plot thread. So mm-hmm. I kind of suspect that we haven't seen the last of the the poisoning of the mayor plot and that Codicus, if he isn't a fall guy, he is at the very least just like meant to take the blame. Sort of a um, uh, an Oswald character. Okay. I am done for my notes on this page. Sounds good. Well, then why don't we mosey on down to the book depository and deposit this book and take it out again tomorrow on another page of the Wee. Wee. Wee.